Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Retail has been a pretty dangerous place for years now, as you know. We've Just think of all the places... Um, that you used to go to as a kid that don't exist anymore, right? The, it's like the internet disrupted so many things. Retail is one of the things that was pretty hard hit because things changed and a lot of shopping is now done no longer in stores. But there are still some that exist and there's some big ones too. But um, Indigo appears to be the latest retailing giant to, to hit some rough waters. Not saying it's going away, at least not yet. But last week in the span of just two days, both the CEO and the president announced they were leaving. And that came a month after the founder left. That was in August. Four board members bailed on the company back in June. That's a tremendous amount of turnover in the executive suite. you got to think something is not quite right. Let's find out. We're going to speak with Bruce Winder, who is a retail analyst. Uh, Bruce, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That's a remarkable shakeup, isn't it? That many senior officials uh, leaving within just a few weeks of each other? That doesn't scream stability, does it? No, it doesn't. And that, sadly, we've seen things like this before in retail, where it's almost like a ship that's taking on water and everyone's running for the lifeboats. And uh, it sends a very nasty message to a number of stakeholders, which includes suppliers, employees, customers, you know, regulators, whoever. And it's unfortunate, you know, and I, I really hope they can find a way to get some stability and turn it around. I mean, yeah, at this point, we're not talking about Indigo going anywhere or anything like that. It's just uh, some some warning signs there that don't look good. But the bottom line doesn't look good either, right? That usually rules the day, when, especially when it comes to retail. And they're having some real struggles there as well, aren't they? They are. I mean, you know, um, Heather Reisman is a major shareholder, and uh, I believe her husband, uh, Jerry Schwartz, is a major shareholder. Now, Jerry owns Onyx, which, you know, and the, and the Schwartzes are very, very wealthy folks. So, you know, they'll depend, it'll depend on them how much patience they yeah. have with the chain in terms of how long they want to keep it alive. But you know what? Eventually, they've got to start showing a profit and showing sales growth or else, you know, it's just not a viable concern. I wonder about Indigo. I mean, let's just be honest here. We talk about things that the internet has disrupted, um, not only by shopping, but how you, what, what they sell, books. I mean, that's, they do other things and we can talk about that in a second, but primarily known as a bookstore. Um, I mean, I like books, but most of the books I buy come onto my iPad. Like I don't need to be carrying around a book anymore. That sure. whole business model has changed, hasn't it? Not only where you buy it, but what you buy. Exactly. You're right. I mean, you know what? The format has changed. There's so much more on digital now. And, you know, people, not everyone reads books anymore. People no. just listen to webinars. Everyone's time starved and watch videos and things like that. But you're right. The channel of distribution changed. I mean, that was the first casualty of Amazon coming yep. out and yep. really dominating books. And, and now, you know, uh, Indigo is trying to become a lifestyle brand. And, you know, I must admit, I'm interested in what they're doing. They have a new store coming out in Toronto in the well, which is sort of a place that's mixed use with apartments and commercial and things. So, you know, we'll see if that helps. But I think they're just in need of uh, a bit of a sort of a retooling. And it starts with having a stable top management and stable board for sure. Yeah, I mean, you need to get somebody in right away to do, if nothing else, just sort of calm everybody down and, and you know, show you got a, you got a good firm hand on the rudder, right? 
It is because what's going to happen now is if they don't have someone come in soon, employees are going to start leaving as well in yeah. the lower ranks. And, and suppliers might stop shipping them or, you know, shipping them less or putting them on some type of short credit limit. So, you know, it has a, a bit of a ripple effect uh, in a negative way throughout the whole company. Is this just symptomatic of retail? I mean, we've we've had these kinds of conversations before, Bruce, with other retailers. I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond just left Canada quite recently. I mean, there's been a long list of them. Is this just symptomatic of the continuing decline of retail? Well, retail itself isn't actually in decline. Um, it's just changing a lot. To yeah. your point earlier, you know, e-commerce has sort of become a thing in the last 20 to 30 years, and that's carved out 10 or 15% of Canadian sales, depending on the category. And when that happens, you just don't need as many stores anymore. And then, you know what, well, it's not an accident, too. You know, we're sort of, our economy has polarized. You're either doing really well these days or you're kind of struggling. So middle retail, discretionary items like books, you know, these are the first things to go when, yeah. the, when the economy's tough as well. And, you know, anyone who's sort of in a discretionary category right now is hurting and they're at risk of going under eventually. What do you think the response will be from Indigo that we'll see? Like you say, they're going to have to do some things when it comes to the executive levels. But at the store, what do you think Canadian consumers can expect to see from Indigo? Well, I think they'll probably, you know, uh, see what happens with this well format, the new format, you know, in the mixed use center. And they may have to close some stores, you know, and they may have to lay off some people and shrink a little bit. Um, you know, and, and go from there. But you know what? It's not a pretty sight. I don't have a silver bullet. I don't think anyone does that's going to cure their ills right now. I think they just found themselves in a really tough market. And it's, it's a miracle they've lasted this long, selling books uh, in brick and mortar. Now, having said that, you know, independent bookstores are doing well, but there's a bit of a service element there. So maybe that's something to look at. Yeah. Maybe they'll try to focus on service more to try to compete with the independents. Yeah, you're right, because, I mean, it's sort of when you walk into an Indigo now, it's supposed to be a bookstore, but, I mean, they've they've got furniture. You you don't really know what's going on in Indigo right now. Yeah, and they may have lost their way. You know, eventually they're going to have to pull back that stuff. You know, I don't know what their sales are by category, but... They're probably going to have to make some tough decisions over the next little while yeah. to try to maybe shrink the footprint and try to become profitable again. It'd be interesting to see. Bruce, thanks for your time, as always. Appreciate it.